quick heads up, parents, we are going to be talking about the topic of the man in the red suit this episode. So if you happen to be listening with children around and that's an issue um, that you don't want them to have full disclosure on, you might want to uh, censor that. Um, Just letting you know in advance. Welcome to Under the Water Tower, a production of Fellowship Baptist Church, located in Marble Falls, deep in the beautiful Texas Hill Country. Join Fellowship's staff and leadership while they explore, study, and discuss Bible passages. Here are your hosts, pastors Joni Wallach, Misty Grimm, Daryl Fishbeck, and lead pastor Dr. Jamie Greening. All right, I hope you enjoyed the break as much as we did. Can only talk so long before you begin to eyes dry up. So we've outlined the basic Santa myth. We may have missed a thing or two. I've uh, got a question though. You you talked about them being like plantation owners. I've never equated it to that. How does you know who else is like plantation? How owners? does them being plant- football owners in the National Football League? Oh. That makes sense. I can see that. But if they're plantation owners, is that just a, a metaphor connect, you're connecting, or how does that affect with us, the rest of the world, in the in the context of that, or is it just a comparison? Well, you want to play with that for a minute. I kind of do. I'm curious. Right. So it's a worldview in which some people, by inherent gifts or position or prestige, are at the top. Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. They did nothing to earn this. It's just who they are. They have magic. It's who they are. Underneath them are the unfortunate everyday people who have to work to their whims. Santa's clearly the boss. And this is the way that structure in the North Pole is built. There are those people who are natural leadership, and then all the underlings underneath them just do the working class people just do their work. And they, they get no credit really for it. They just work hard. Santa gets all the credit. He's, he gets all of the joy for this. No one ever says, thank you, elves, right? <laughs> so there's an elf somewhere in this myth. There's an elf somewhere with, like, blood all over his hands because he <laughs> built your bicycle or whatever it is that you got. Black, black hammered fingernails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's all beat up. He's got carpal tunnel. There's an elf with carpal tunnel syndrome because all they do all day is Name make buddy. splinters. Make stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and so... Hooked on medication for their back pain. Exactly. <laughs> all the... Uh, sec- secret story, all the, all the elves are opioid addicts. <laughs> and we're, and we're the, the beneficiaries. Right. Uh, and so this is... So that, that reinforces a worldview in which... Some people, just Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, the you know the Clintons, the Trumps, the Bushes, all the whatever political class you want to go with, uh, or or in church, the pastors and the deacons, they're special, and the rest of us are, and we must do what they say, and it all it's all about what they do, and the rest of us are underlings. It's just a two class society. This is one of the reasons why I could never really have been in the military. I have such great admiration for those who serve in the military. But that's a two-class society, and I fundamentally reject mm. any any organization that's built that way. Yes, I have a job to do as pastor, but I'm not any different from anybody else. Uh, in fact, I believe probably others could do this job better than me. Uh, and so I just that that's a, 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 a that makes sense. it's the same elitism I have problems like with um, Harry Potter. I've talked about right. this before, or Star Wars. I mean, 
growing up as a child, I loved Star Wars. I mean, 1977, I was there, right? Ooh, it was amazing. I remember the dreams I had, and it was great. Because in my worldview, it's 1977 watching it, the Jedi motif was something anybody could do if they worked hard and did the training and did the time. And that was reinforced pretty much through the original three stories. But by the time you get to the second set of... And then definitely by the time you get the third set of Star Wars movies, no, no, you're either born with it or you don't got it. Yeah. You, you'll mm-hmm. never you'll never have it. You can't work hard enough. That's a two-tier society. And so, so there are those who, they're just naturally gifted to run things. And th- again, the royal family is the same thing. And, you know, if you really love that stuff, great. That's wonderful. I have no use for it. I just don't believe some people by their blood are better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's why it was such a big deal that Rudolph got to lead? Because Rudolph was, should have been, like, in the next class. So maybe then, some kind of an adaptation like a, on the story. Right, he was defective, and so, like, he should have, you know, he was second class. But then he actually got to lead, so it was kind of like that, that um, you know. There's un- a word underdog. you could use for token. Yep, there's a, a <laughs> 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 That's... Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. underdog story. Thank yeah. you. Uh, it is an underdog story, but the, yeah, it's the he's the special. Well, and we're I think uh, if you read anything about psychology and uh, mental evolution, for lack of a better word, um, just ma- maturity, wisdom, growing, whatever, is we have a natural propensity to a, a binary thinking: right or wrong, black or white, left or right, one or the other. And so that what you're talking about, this two-tier system and stuff, it plays into that, and to grow into a place of seeing um, people and not putting them in a category mm. and seeing you're equal in another human um, that's not based on status or class or some cultural prescript or something like that. Um, that takes effort. It takes growth and self-awareness and maturity and things like that. And, and I think um, in many ways certain People, organizations profit off of kind of dumbing down our thinking and trying to lump us, get us to lump ourselves into mm-hmm. the uh, the ins or the outs or the uses or the thems or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That, that makes a lot of sense. Ask, ask yourself this. Qu- oh, Misty, go ahead. You t- no, I was just agreeing with him. I was like, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Why would you want to agree with him? <laughs> <laughs> ask yourself this question. Why have the elves never rebelled against Santa? Mm. Right. Because they don't have anywhere they, to go. They, the South Pole is open. They <laughs> are very dependent upon Santa. Why? They because make everything. He scares them into thinking. Submission. I don't think it's that. I think it's more like cult-like. Like, he, they want to be there. Well, and how do you control <laughs> people like that? You convince scare, them. Fear. Okay. You can't make I, it without me. We're going to go a totally different direction. I saw something else this week of a guy who was talking. No, I listened to our podcast. A guy was talking about being on staff at a certain church. And the church had just tried to buy a big building. They couldn't really afford it, and they were barely paying the staff. And they wanted to bring him on to. Um, Wait, we can't. We can't, we can't pay our own staff. Let's bring somebody <laughs> else on. And but what Suckers. they did, what they I just d- lost my job. Let's buy a car. <laughs> he he talked about the fact that he was required air quotes there to pretty much nobody be, can see your air to, quotes. To, well, I just why I said them. To be on site almost seven days a week for everything, and the manipulation that was used was if you're really spiritually mature, if you really love Jesus, if you're really walking in the Spirit, you will be at these things at the expense of your family, Mm -hmm. at the expense of um, 
why should you um, be paid for this? You should do it out of the, the love sacrifice. of your heart. You need to make some sacrifices. You need to sacrifice. Look Jesus. what Jesus did for yeah. you and all that kind of language, again, plays on our shame and stuff. Like, and he said he did it for the longest mm-hmm. time. He said, I couldn't pay my bills or anything. But this, the pastor kept coming to me saying, uh, you know, if you really love Jesus, you would be using your gifts, doing that. And so I could see that being a situation so what did he where do? Was he, he finally got, got wise to it and got out. And so he's kind of telling his he story now after has, the He hand. now has a condo in the South Pole. <laughs> <laughs> but I could, t- to tie that into the elves, is if you want to equate it to that, you can see that lots of people are mm-hmm. oppressed or kept in mm-hmm. situations, many religious situations, cult-like situations, because you use that spiritual language to, to manipulate and control Or them. maybe, you know, it was the opposite with the elves. Maybe it was such a lovely place. They, it was one big family. They all you know, belonged. Singing and they happy, and, and they're working. <laughs> they got their little assembly line going. Okay, that cookies. sounds like the the lollipop guild <laughs> in Hallmark movies in uh, <laughs> the Wizard of Oz, right? That's Maybe, <laughs> right? Chris, like December was really tough, but all the yeah. other the other eleven months were fine. Yeah. Mm. And so you said something about the military. I've always contended that I would have done well in the mili- mi- mi- military in the military because I'm a people pleaser. And I would, I could be very submissive to a two-tier system and fall rank and, and order, and and it could have been to my That's detriment. That's good to know. Note to self: <laughs> Fishbeck could used be very to submissive. Be. Used to be, no. if proper torture applied. No guilt, shame proper, works great. Proper carrot dangled or tr- uh, shame triggered. Coffee. <laughs> shame triggered. Okay. I don't think so they eat protein bars in the military. It's all they eat. <laughs> they call it. Anyway. The, the, again, you brought. I love the United States military. I think that they do amazing things. I feel so secure. Some of the greatest people I've ever met have served in the military. Yeah, not bashing but military. But me at personally, all. that system, if it's a volunteer military, I could never thrive in a system where some, just by virtue of their, your officer, you're better than these people over here. I just. It would never work for me. I, and I recognize that, like, in the military, it kind of has to be that way to some extent. Yeah. I just couldn't thrive in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this is the Santa Claus myth. Why do you think that particular myth, with all its idiosyncrasies, right? And let me, let me interject something here because this is something I didn't really learn until a, a, a long time ago. Could you define the word myth? Because I think when people hear it, you think false or fake thing it's not real but really myth is bigger than that it, it ju- it's it's a narrative isn't well, it i would have to answer that by saying for first let's listen to 17 hours of joseph campbell lecturing about myth <laughs> right, that's that's let's not for the, if you that's were why li- i asked for the yeah. jamie yeah. cliff notes if version. you were listening to this podcast you would have so much joy just listening to joseph campbell lectures <laughs> and talks about myth it's amazing <laughs> myth is the story that kind of it takes root and begins to have a life on its own. And some myths are true and some myths are not. See, whereas some people might say the Jesus myth. Parts right. of and it. And that's not like true. they're trying to say Jesus wasn't real, but they're saying mm-hmm. the story arc right. surrounding. Right. So the word itself doesn't necessarily mean it's not true. Right. But it refers to a story that takes root and takes hold and then grows and begins to have a life of its own. Yeah. And I think that we would agree I believe in a historical Jesus right. who lived on this earth, was perfect, 
taught us some amazing things that we don't do, that we're supposed to do. You know, love your neighbor, right? Um, don't lust after women. These are bad things. Jesus taught us, you know, right stuff. The prodigal child has nothing to do with bad mothers. <laughs> with banging the table, I'm you're sorry. shaking. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so I'm sorry. He's very passionate. He's been fired up today. <laughs> I've been up since four. The, 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 that aspect, I believe in all that about Jesus. I believe he died. I believe his death in some way made it possible for me to be atoned and all human beings for their sins. And I believe he rose on the third day, and I believe that he is coming back. I believe all that about Jesus. But then the Jesus story itself is, a, is, is, is mythic mm-hmm. in that it, it almost exists separate mm-hmm. from the historical Jesus of the Scriptures, such that you have a, almost what I think they, in the 70s they referred to a, as the cosmic Christ, mm-hmm. right? This idea that there's the idea of Jesus. And this is what you see in art and literature, uh, the best example I have ever seen is the first Matrix movie. Mm-hmm. If you are a movie person, Neo is the Jesus figure. He literally dies and comes back to life so that he can redeem and save the situation. Uh, in this case, his girlfriend, whose name is Trinity. There's so many biblical things in that first that first Matrix movie was perfect from beginning to end, so and then they ruined it with all the others. The others are just garbage, absolute garbage, <laughs> and I feel strongly about that. <laughs> but but that's the mythic Jesus, and so y- this is where storytellers like me will talk about there's really only three stories. King Arthur, the warrior, who's betrayed, always betrayed, the warrior, there's the, the Jesus story, who dies for others that they may live, and then there's the, the journey, the, the odyssey. And I will tell you that in Christianity, those three stories meld. We even have our own warrior myth in, in the Christian uh, way of looking at things. And, and what's catchy now is to talk about your spiritual life as a journey with Jesus. I mean, mm-hmm. we all these myths blend. Is that, mm-hmm. that, that's what I'm talking about. Yep. But when the Santa myth, this is fake. There's nothing <laughs> real about Santa at all, right? Uh, you can talk about the, another, another good, ooh, but do but, you, but how, what you said was I had a good idea. Okay, go, you cut go, me off. Go. How far down this do you want to go? Because like the Robert E. Lee myth, mm-hmm. right? We live in Texas, and in Texas is a part of the old South in that regard. It's not as bad here as it is when you got places like Virginia and Alabama. But that li- myth that Robert E. Lee was like the greatest person who ever lived. Never mind the fact that he defended an institution that was an abomination before God and man. Mm-hmm. So that's the myth. And the myth of Robert E. Lee is much more powerful than the actual historical mm-hmm. Well, Robert see, that's e. why Lee. I wanted to make the point about myth is because we're talking about Santa and elves and, and plantations and stuff like that. And, and the point I, w- I just wanted to make is, is that it's not just about am I lying to my kids or not. It's that that whole narrative represents a, a, a cultural influence that we may not have even connected the dots with or realized and whether it's the story um influencing the culture the culture writing the story or you know it just it 
there's a whole bunch of fascinating things that you mm-hmm. could dissect there other more than just so my question is is why do you think the myth took hold mm-hmm. and one reason why the myth took hold is because it reinforces the american view of the world right in which there are some people who are well off and well endowed and if you are a good little worker we will let you live mm-hmm. <laughs> we will give you trinkets and playthings. And we'll call it Christmas, and it'll be great. And that one month time of the year, we will we will talk about how sweet and wonderful it is. But we may lay you off in February when sales aren't mm-hmm. in, and we're not going to take care of your health, and we're not going to care about your environment because mm-hmm. we're just going to consume. Tell you your Fitbit warranty but, is expired mm-hmm. when it's really not because we don't want to send you a replacement one again. <laughs> it's a little close to home. So that's one view. An, but there's also an optimistic view on why. That's the cynical one, right? The commercialism reinforcement of worldview. There's a cynical one there. There's also an optimistic one that, well, Santa Claus myth teaches us to be nice, Mm -hmm. to do good. Incentive. People are watching what we do. That's a lesson we would like our children to know. Everyone's watching you. Mm -hmm. We we can see your behavior. We would use this in the Christian world. You have a testimony. The things that, Mm -hmm. what is it, integrity is defined by what you do when you think no one is looking. We would like for people to, children, grow up with those. We would like for them to believe in, in giving gifts and that, that this is an important time. So there's some positive things to it as well. Uh, and children should stay in bed at night when you put them to sleep. <laughs> you have to know. That's why parents invented that part of the myth. Once I put you in bed, you, you can't, can't get, get out of bed because you presents. need to go to sleep. Never mind yeah. the fact that it's not about saying that. It's just and they start using these tactics, you know, October you know, because <laughs> <That's laughs> right. you can stretch them out, right? And use you, them all. You the need way to stay in bed because mommy and daddy got a fifth in here. We haven't opened <laughs> yet. You know, that's that's the way that works. Or go to bed because dad's got to stay up building the trampoline yeah. in the backyard. Yeah. Oh. I don't Fe- miss kitchen days. together. Phoebe's got some stories of catching us putting together like s- s- yeah. toys the night before. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I you, think that's you were one of Santa's elves. <laughs> I've got a couple of more questions about this and if you, before I can move on. Any input from the two, three of you? How many of you are those? I'm not just say. <laughs> Who are you leaving out there? <laughs> well, you've been very vocal. Yeah, Joni and Misty, your ladies like, have been kind of quiet. We're, they're we're watching tennis today. That's right. We're waiting for what else is on your list. I came prepared. Yeah, I say I never prepared. So. See what happens when you prepare? That's right. I, I, can the myth be saved? Is there a way in which we can turn the Santa myth around to be useful. We need to free the elves. <laughs> free the elves. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have anywhere to go, Daryl. Picket line. <laughs> give them health care or at least give them the option of moving to the South Pole. <laughs> if you're not choosing to stay there, <laughs> you know, it's not freedom. <laughs> well, it reminds me, every time exactly. the, the myth that I come back to in that, in that specific um, kind of plantation one is a bug's life. Uh, because it just which is this which is the same story as the magnificent seven mm-hmm. which is the same story as the brothers Cosmaras uh, or whatever whatever it is the seven Kazimaran samurai or what, yeah uh, it just it's the 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 fear of the few controls the masses who really have the power mm-hmm. but anyway mm-hmm. so we got to free the elves communist mm-hmm. <laughs> so th- but, but seriously can the myth be saved can we see a way forward in which Santa Claus myth could be useful and saved rather than just Walmarted. I think you just are honest with your children and 
do just exactly what how explain it to them just exactly how you explained it just to us you know that Jesus is the one that you know does all things but that um I mean you don't lie to them and I, I you know we grew up raising our kids too Santa Santa this Santa that and then when our oldest son was 12 you know 12 years old well he might have been 11 10 or 11 anyway he figured it out he was mad you've been lying to us all these years and I'm mad, mad. Now, he was mad and so you know if you're listening to this don't lie to your children <laughs> but I think, I think ex- different kids will have different reactions. and I would say sure. about this or anything I, exactly. I, I really think that yes. we should now you, you can't give your kids yeah. all the truth at once because their little brains just right. won't process it yeah um, plus they'll tell all their friends and all of the other moms will hate you <laughs> It's true. They're going to hate me anyway because my oatmeal cookies will taste better than theirs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have an answer to how to save the myth specifically, but I think to turn the myth, uh, maybe the why (laughs) of of why do we use the myth, a lot of times it's to try and get our kids to be at least nice or good so they can earn transactional earn the presents i'm already planning on getting them and so we use it as a way to control them almost you know like we said you know santa's not going to bring you anything if you're not good and and it becomes a a way to modify behavior devoid of relationship and whereas if you could focus somehow more on the generosity of christmas or the the sharing of gifts or the the image of santa as someone who's giving to everyone yeah um, like I said, I don't have a specific answer to that, but I think that the focus on what aspect of the myth is being highlighted. So I like that aspect. Santa is non-discriminatory. It doesn't matter, wh- really, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. what your religion is, mm-hmm. what your skin color is, mm-hmm. what your uh, ethnicity is, where you live. Mm-hmm. Santa goes, he's global. That guy yeah. is as global as Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. He's, in fact, Santa holding a Coke. If only we could market <laughs> that. Uh, he's you know, he's everywhere. Uh, all that he cares about is your behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. Which so, you know, and um, it's confusing for little kids that aren't um, raised to know who quote air quotes here to know who Santa. We got to stop using air quotes, guys. <laughs> this is not a TV show <laughs> because they're little. To come up with an audio. They're three sound and four effect. years old, and they're taught at home that Santa's not real, but yet they go out, you know, in the public, in stores, and at school, and all the things, and. You know, it's there in their face, too. So I think that's a, you know, and that's a balancing thing that you have to explain to your children and to where they know they know the difference. I think also um, with your children, like, isn't it exciting when you get a gift you're not expecting? And then how can you give to others, um, like, in... That sound you heard was courtesy. She was so proud of herself because she brought her metal bottle today instead of her crinkly sounding plastic Uh, bottle, and then she made a sound, and we all had to stare at her. Um, How can you give to give anonymously where you're not getting credit for it, and doesn't that feel different? And I think that there's a place that you could really work with your children. Well, and it just made me think too. We teach our kids that to receive a gift, you have to earn it. And so then you start talking about grace. If it's earned, is it a gift? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's payment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's the preachers use the word, it's a free gift of God. Mm-mm. If it's a gift, 
it's already free. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. hate Bible translations that will do that. Mm-hmm. They'll talk about Romans. They'll use a, it's a free gift. No, no. It's either free. You can just say it's free from God or, or it's, it's a, a gift, gift from God. But free gift, you don't mm-hmm. need to say that. It's, it's, As opposed. If it's a gift, it is free. That's also like you don't need to say hot water heater. It's just a water heater. Mm. We can keep going, though. What else <laughs> is on your list? Ah, <laughs> uh, Misty, you have facts. I have a few fun facts here. Fun facts are always good ammunition against myth. Okay. So, hanging stockings. Oh. This is, this is a, the legend has Only if it. the stockings are guilty of murder. <laughs> Legend has it that a poor man who didn't have enough money for his three daughters' dowries um, That's didn't three, have enough money. Th- three daughters' dowries. For, for his three daughters' dowries. Generous old St. Nick dropped a bag of gold down their chimney one night after they hung their freshly washed stockings there to dry. This is where the gold ended up and the tradition started. So that's, that's a, a German g- tradition of the hanging no. of the stalking. I it's don't know. Uh, that's what I taught to the first grade. <laughs> I think it was popularized by those, but I'm pretty sure that that's a, a Greek. That goes back mm. like a thousand years or better when the, you know, uh, way, way back there. I think, because I think that St. Nicholas is definitely venerated by the Greek Orthodox okay. church. Uh, December 6th, I believe is his actual feast day. Um, Jingle Bells was originally a Thanksgiving hey, song. that's on my list. Did you see that one? Yep. It was originally a Thanksgiving song. And then it was... Um, so Jingle Bells is about the sound I make when I walk after eating that much turkey? After eating. It had to do with something in Massachusetts. I think they had Thanksgiving sleigh races. Oh. Yeah. And it was written oh, to cool. commemorate that more it, so than it had anything to do with it Christmas. It was called One Horse, One Horse Open Sleigh for his church Thanksgiving concert. In the mid nineteenth century, then in eighteen fifty seven, the song was re released under the title "We All Know and Love." Jingle bells. Jingle bell. Oh, I'm getting all sorts of ideas for next year's Thanksgiving cool? banquet. A Thanksgiving concert, yes, sleigh rides with a sleigh mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. racing going on. I'm thinking it could be awesome. We did race yesterday to the pie chart. That is true. Cool, mm. cool. And so, you know, just a I love those facts. So, which one of those you like best? The you like the the s- real Saint Nicholas taking care of It really is a a a story of taking care of the needs of young women who otherwise right. would have been destitute. destitute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a powerful story. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not in the same culture we live in today right. where you provide a dowry. Yeah. But without a dowry, these women will never get married. Mm-hmm. They'll never have a life to speak of other than what they can scrape by. Yeah. He set them up. So he helped them. Yeah. yeah. So. Who's a bishop? <laughs> Overseer. Overseer. <laughs> Episcopos. <laughs> or do you like the jingle bell race? No, I like the stocking. You like the stocking? Yeah. yeah. My I'm going jingle bell race. You're going jingle, jingle bell race? Mm-hmm. So just because you can wear your gun while you do that. (laughs) (laughs) Her Thanksgiving gun. Her Thanksgiving (laughs) gun. That's right. Her wedding gun. (laughs) (laughs) If we could make, like, a jingle bell race with Jeeps, that would be even better. Like, they could climb over things. I'm I'm liking this. This is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) These are all bad ideas. (laughs) All bad ideas. All bad ideas. I've got lots more uh, to work through. Um, We're right at an hour and two minutes. So the... um, the myths, I, I, I can't leave this without addressing what I perceive to be other myths. And then I have some other stuff to talk about. So one myth is that 
Christmas is about peace on earth without the redemptive nature of the gospel. That somehow it is about goodwill to men. The cessation of warfare or hostilities or even of peace between people at, at the personal. Now, I'm not against those things. I want you to understand. I'm not. Well, Amy doesn't like peace on earth. We need more <laughs> war and we sh- really should be in conflict with everyone who are around. No, no, no. I don't want you to be a jerk and I don't want to be at war. War is, war is an abomination. In fact, I've come to almost. There's no such thing as a holy war. They're all unholy. Um, but the idea of peace on earth is about the gospel nature. Because you can't have that proclamation of the angels without understanding the context by which it was given. Because of Jesus and his life and his mission, peace will be able to be had by individuals. And eventually, at some point in the far future, there will be peace on earth as the eternal reign of Christ comes. It broke out into our um, realm of reality on that night when the angels just could not hold themselves in any longer. But we haven't, we haven't lived it yet, and you won't have it without Jesus. You just, you're not going to get there mm-hmm. as an idea. We've we've worshipped the idea of peace mm-hmm. for so long that we perceive it to be the goal of Christmas mm-hmm. that, that we have peace. And it's just not going to happen. Uh, peace will not be on earth until the end. Um, I believe peace, peace, but there shall be no peace. That's a myth. Does that change the way you view it? I think it does. Another myth. The Christmas miracle. <laughs> there are You're not more likely to have a miracle at Christmas no. just because it's Christmas. No. Um, <laughs> you're far more likely to have a miracle on Groundhog Day but than you are Christmas. An angel gets his wings. Yeah, well, that's just. <laughs> I was like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I thought Kelly had walked in. Oh, I don't know what was this happening. Uh, <laughs> or they say it's you know, a Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is the best time of the year. Your most favorite time of the year. How's that go? Christmas is the most oh, favorite that's, time of the year. That's my it's third. The, the third myth is that time. Christmas yeah. is the most wonderful time, time of the year. year. That's not true. Except for if you lost someone and needed to cry during the last podcast. Well, the correlating <laughs> message with that, if the myth is Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year, then if you don't like Christmas, then there's you're, something wrong with you're you. You're out of luck. Because you're broken. Yeah. And that, I don't. I don't agree with that no. either. Or that's the closest time of the year that you'll be to Jesus. You know that you'll feel the most close to Jesus during that time. So you can't ever replicate. Can't can't be depressed. Feeling, can't yeah. feeling, you know, any yeah. other time. Mm-hmm. I will even go so far as, I think we already mentioned this once, that, that Easter is a far mm-hmm. more Christian holiday than yes. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what one of my myths lists over here was Christmas is the most important Christian holiday. Yeah. It's False. not even the second most important. I, I think False. Pentecost is ahead mm-hmm. of Christmas in terms of significance. Now, it's is the most fun to celebrate if you... <laughs> Well, everybody has, a, and not to lower Jesus to work. I don't we're know about at, you, but, but I celebrate Pentecost by going to Walmart and yelling things no one understands. <laughs> You're supposed to have an interpreter. Merci. <laughs> People are throwing things at him. He's saying thank you. You know, everybody has a birthday. Birthdays, we celebrate birthdays, but not, you know, how often does somebody triumph over death? I mean, that happens. You know, that's the, that's the one. It's one thing. That's Easter. So. Or and Lazarus. Well. <laughs> Lazarus. <laughs> I, I, I cut it off there. Who's Lazarus? Lazarus. <laughs> <laughs> Who's? I don't know who Lazarus <laughs> is. That's his new puppy. <laughs> uh, I have a little. <laughs> Jesus loves you anyway. <laughs> Santa, however, wants you to say it properly. The 
The Easter emphasis, we are commanded to observe the Lord and to worship Him. And Easter is one of those things. Early worship services were gathered around on Sunday, which is the day Jesus rose from the dead. The early Christians chose to worship on Sunday, not Saturday, because that was the, the Lord's day, the day He rose from the dead. So Easter has been woven into us in the beginning. Pentecost is a the great harvest festival in which the Holy Spirit came, and, 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 and it's amazing, and it's wonderful. We're not told ever to worship Mm-mm. and have special set-aside days for Christmas. Now, we do it, and I think it's right and good, but we're not commanded to do it. And Luke and Matthew kind of throw it in there almost as, just so you know how this all happened. Yeah. Well, and we've so glamorized the nativity. I mean, if we really... That's l- next week's podcast. Don't do that oh, yet. No, it's... Well, yeah, I guess it is. Um, it is. I wrote the outline. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Come back. <laughs> now, can you remember to say... Can you save that in your mind like save you did it. the prodigal that made me so angry? Save it. Save it. <laughs> He's writing it down for real. All right. One so more... Right. That means I'm prepared for next week already. Already. <laughs> one more myth before I get to the other fun stuff, and that is the... The, the myth of the candy cane. Oh. I bet you all know the yeah. story, right? What's the I've story? I've used the story. <laughs> you charlatan. What's the story then, Fish It's Beck? been a long time since the I've used it. The white is for the purity of Jesus, uh, and the red is for the, the blood, blood he shed, and then it's twisted together, and then it's in the shape of a J for Jesus, or it's oh, the shepherd's, shepherd's crook. crook. Yep. Yeah, that he can use to prod you or to grab you by the neck, and, <laughs> <laughs> and so so this 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 wonderful candy, and then we eat it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right. None of that's probably real. They, I, I did read, or it was a treat for the choir boys yeah. or a reward for the choir boys. The closest you'll get yeah. is that they it seemed like they made it like a shepherd's crook for the nativity shepherds. That's the closest you're going to come, mm-hmm. but no thought was ever made about. The white for the purity and the red for the blood of Jesus, and it's the J. No, 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 no. That's all. That'd be like saying a Hershey's bracelets from the 80s and 90s. We love colors. We do love colors. We do love colors. How often do we do that to Bible stories? Like we'll say, oh, well, the gold they used was the, you know. Well, and the mom wasn't there. She was at yoga, and so. Right. I mean, I think we, I think people, not we, we are better than that, but I think some people. Um, do that with just Bible stories all the time. Well, we do that with any element of our culture that we want to make Sugar spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you do it with, um, I'm going to make some enemies right now. Are they going to be us? Go for it. I don't know. We talked about military earlier. That verse in John where Jesus says, greater love has no one than he that laid down his life for his friends. That's not about dying in warfare. Oh, Aww. yeah. And how many times have we, I've sat through it, and you have too, where people sing and read that verse on Veterans Day or July 4th holidays, and they make it be about that. Now, I will tell you, it is a special sacrifice, and I don't want to belittle it at all to those people who serve and who die in, in, in warfare. And it, it is an act of, it of is love a, and sacrifice. It's an act it of is, love. But that, you're saying that yeah. verse was not written yeah. for that purpose. So what we've done, we've taken a Bible, we've taken a, a, um, a patriotic secular thing, and we've baptized it with spirituality. Mm-hmm. 
it, and we do it all the time. It's like with mm-hmm. Philippians 4.13, and we use it in athletics. You know, mm-hmm. it means if you really, you know, I can do all things through Christ means I'm going to win this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not what that means. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the person who loses and says, I'd like to thank God for losing. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right? They always say, you win. I want to thank God. Well, um, mm-hmm. I want to hear you when you lose say that, because well, if you believe that. Right. And, and since, I, since, we're making, since we're making enemies, I saw something the <laughs> other day. <laughs> When he says, I saw something, it's usually on TikTok. Um, did I? Maybe it was. I don't know. Um, it's my source for all information. No. Well, it's um, not Twitter because that thing's going down the we flame. Love <laughs> TikTok is getting a lot of their information yeah. by watching Twitter. Yeah. That's, that's owned by the Chinese, um, so I'm suspect. I'm, we love <laughs> slogans, and we love things that are patriotic. And, big, and I'm not slamming the slogan, and I'm not trying to be political, but the slogan, Make America Great, became a very big thing. I saw you s- forgot the again. Again, yeah, but just I'm focusing on the Make America Great part. Um, s- someone just, I don't know if it was in a caption or wherever, it was something the other day, it, it just it, someone wrote, Make America Gracious. And I thought, okay, what a slogan you can get behind. I like that. And it just it just played against what that slogan has done is it's almost been so divisive. Wh- who... What's great? Great for who? Who who defines what what great looks like? How about we learn to be gracious, which is really the Christian thing, and and love our enemies, like you said a long time ago, an hour and twelve minutes <laughs> into this podcast. I'd, I'd podcast. Like to point out, Jesus said, "Love your enemies." I never <laughs> well, said that. Well, you quoted Jesus saying that, so <laughs> I'm still um, trying to work on that one. I'm still I, trying to work on loving my enemies. The, the, the slogans we get behind and stuff like that um, sometimes play to our wrong our, our flesh and our ego maybe just like you're talking about um with the greater love has no man and mm-hmm. stuff oh. like that so yeah. what's the the <laughs> the quintessential is not the candy cane but the resurrection eggs at easter oh yeah yeah i uh, i just want to take all those eggs and slam them against i the don't wall. know if this is true or not maybe we've talked about it before but I'm, I'm just know gonna. If it's, I'm gonna I don't throw know if it's true or not, but I'm, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna even <laughs> say the name out there, and you can correct me. But the Elevation Church, which is a big, popular church right now, supposedly had a water slide into a baptistry on their stage or whatever, like a big. I mean, I'm big swirly water slide here in town. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. The big one that's that's mega church American. He's all over the media. Mega and stuff church like American. That. <laughs> <laughs> You're the big, the big it. mega church American one. It's that a guy one. that's all over. Stephen his Stephen Furtick, and they write a lot of worship He's songs. He's a liar. And and mm-hmm. well, and so you're talking about eggs, and I'm like, I think there's there's staffs, church people sitting around <laughs> that are just looking for something. Why don't we equate this to Christmas or to Easter or whatever? And someone's like, that's a great idea, and they run with it. And because maybe people think it's cool or popular, it's all of a sudden endorsed by the hand of God. Well, look what God showed us. Said, Dude, I don't think God really wanted you to have that's water slide into your baptistry. That's how we got the Santa looking at the baby Jesus in the manger. Exactly. Uh, print. Okay, quick disclaimer here. I googled it. The Elevation Church did not install a water slide for their baptistry. Uh, and that's some satire that came from the Babylon Bee that I fell for and um, didn't follow up with. But it does play into the reality that there are some pretty crazy things that churches do in the name of attracting a crowd. Mm-hmm. Or the, or Which the, I'm still against. Or so, so hold on. So Santa kneeling before a cross. Mm-hmm. I want to see the thing in the back of someone's pickup truck with Santa holding their reins to a horse kneeling before a cross. Mm-hmm. 
that yeah I, yeah I, I can see it mm-hmm. it's yeah. gonna happen i'm just not making enemies all right so places where the pitfalls and landmines might pop up gifting friends who may not believe in santa or who do believe in santa church church is dicey yeah uh and for the record i don't ever want to see santa in church ever the youth wanted to watch the Elf movie, and that made me feel funny in my tummy. I love the Elf movie, but I don't I know if it was the youth I group. I wouldn't play movie. the church, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, again, that's religious language. If you'll just believe, the thing will fly. Right. I don't, hmm. That's going to build the airplane while it's flying. Uh, and at school, for, for obvious <laughs> reasons, is always dicey. Now, I've got a fun thing to share. We're really deep into this. We may, have to br- we may have to break this one up into two 45-minute <laughs> Part know. one and I part think they two. Can hang with it. But it gives us more program. They can always pause. It gives and come me more back. work. That's, you know. <laughs> 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 well, just work on Sundays. Uh, so, fun story. I want you guys to react to it. I've been writing blogs forever. I remember my first blogs were on MySpace. That's how huh. long it's been. So, I guess 2007, 2008. Uh, blogs before they were blogs. I had um, um, written for years. I switched over to WordPress. I've been with WordPress ever since. The blog post I have, I've written over a thousand blog posts. Most are mundane and stupid. A lot of them are recipes, a lot of book reviews, a lot of movie reviews. Um, right now I'm translating from the Bible to put on there during Advent. That's the kind of thing it's got. But the blog post that has received more views in one 24-hour period of time, and consequently, more views and reads than anything else I've ever written, hands down, was about, is Santa white? Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Look at the, you know, see, you're already pulled in, right? It was several years ago. We'd already moved here. I don't think, I was not pastoring at the time. I was going to say, I don't remember that one. Yeah. Uh, it was like on a, on a cable news uh, show. One of the talking people had just rather uh, blindly said, of course, we all know that the real Santa is white in reference to uh, a black Santa movement. Now, first off, how racist do you have to be to let that be the the thing that triggers you, right? Right. Uh, I I just want to remember that Santa is global. There should be like, a white Santa and a black Santa and a little Korean Santa and, and someone from the South American continent and someone from African continent. I mean, you somewhere there's an Icelandic Santa, you know, who's drunk and lost in the dark. <laughs> the, I, should, I shouldn't have said that. Mrs. Santa making tortillas. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> For just, real. Churros instead of yeah, cookies, right? Exactly. I can get on board with that. Yeah, I can too. Santa, it's it's sushi out for yeah. you, and it's or it's a um, <laughs> General Joe chicken. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I would rather have that than a cookie. I'm just telling yeah. you, truth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so of course you, you got this issue going on that you have to be pretty racist and Americans file centric, but the the part that was the the, the cable news person came right out and said, well, of course, everyone knows the real Santa was white. Mm-hmm. Now, the, what's the problem with that? The real Santa? There is no real. <laughs> you're killing me, Smalls. There's no real Santa. 
he's completely fictional. And if he's fictional, you can make him whatever color or ethnicity you... He could be Martian mm-hmm. for all that it matters. It's ridiculous. And I thought, like, James Bond could be black. You know why? <laughs> he's not real. <laughs> you can make him be whatever you want him to be. But Jesus is real, and how many people do that to Jesus? Also? Jesus wasn't white either. That, exactly. That's where the, that's where the whole that's argument insane. came back around. Did this cable news person get her Jesus mixed up with <laughs> Santa? And, but she yeah. thinks Jesus is white, so Santa's white. But Jesus wasn't. Oh, ah! Well, this is like the. This is the prodigal son yeah. not having a mom. <laughs> and this is like the Little Mermaid when they just recently. She made. should have died. <laughs> okay. You know that, right? <laughs> Well, I know the original story. In the original story, she dark. dies. You know why? She can't she, even. She can't wear yoga pants because she, she didn't di- have any legs. <laughs> but she died because she disobeyed her father. Oh. She had to die. Well, there you go. There's that man. There was no redeemer. I like that's a message I can get behind. You disobeyed. <laughs> my point I was told they you not to mess around with those two-legged made people. Her, made her black <laughs> instead of pink or white or whatever a mermaid is and people went ballistic it's a mermaid it's a myth the whole thing is a myth well uh, yeah i agree with you (laughs) i have no problems with any of this there for those of you who are listening the one who's still with us they're all laughing at me because i'm worked up fired up today (laughs) i am worked up i think that's don't you the the people say the real santa yeah, there is no real. If it's a completely made up thing, we can do whatever we want to with mm-hmm. him. I think we should start messing with it, right? Give we, him some wings. I think he needs an earring. <laughs> yeah, a nose ring maybe. Actually, you know what? One what of my shave. One of my long time lost jo- weight. What if he smokes cigarettes? Well, one of my long time jokes <laughs> I is think he does. S- Santa is actually a pirate. Oh. Right, because who else uses the word ho? Yo ho ho, Johnny Depp. Ho ho ho! It he learned it from the Pirates of the Caribbean. He is. But a, is he a good pirate instead of stealing? He's but he has passing two legs. out. I or don't think the real one has two legs. <laughs> Peg leg. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's no real Santa. But, uh, <laughs> there's no real Santa, but he's a pirate. He's in the same category as Captain Jack Sparrow, Sparrow. right? Mm. Who also Fiction is with- not real. <laughs> <laughs> but he's probably closer to real than Santa Claus, right? There were actually True. pirates. True. They really did do bad things. And back to our Robert E. Lee, the Texas uh, Navy was mostly pirates that we paid for. Um, mercenaries. Mercenaries. Uh, this has gone full circle. <laughs> Thank you for indulging us in our myths. You guys are wonderful. Kelly's going to bring us some stuff on the backside to bring this thing home. We have two more podcasts dedicated to Christmas themes and a couple other surprises in the store for you. Love you bunches. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. We're two days before, three days before Thanksgiving. Yay! But hope it was a good Thanksgiving because when you hear it, it will be on the other side. Yep. And good Groundhog Day. Yeah. Wear your electric pants. I mean, elastic pants. Not electric. <laughs> you are listening to Under the Water Tower, a ministry of Fellowship Baptist Church located in Marble Falls. We would love for you to join us for worship. Visit our website for worship times at fmf.life. Do you have questions or suggestions on future topics for Under the Water Tower? We would love to hear them. Send us an email to office at fmf.life. If you like what you hear and would like to support this ministry, visit fmf.life give. 
That's fmf.life slash give. Just a reminder to subscribe to Under the Water Tower on Apple Podcast and Spotify. That way you'll never miss an episode. Help us to spread the word about our podcast by talking about it and sharing it on your social media. Thanks again for joining us. On behalf of Under the Water Tower, I'm Kelly Trapane.